bit. For me, it's like deep it. I've never been so depressed from a two-two draw. Exactly. If they anyway, go on the night, forget right. the Rockets, man. Um, taking the, taking the <laughs> dub, shout out to Southampton, man. From being in the deep end, relegation zone, looking like they're they're going down. Uh, Ralph yeah. Hassanudu or however you say yeah. his name Hudu, he's yeah. turned things around and uh, now they're a couple points off, off of Manchester United in fifth place deserve a lot of credit exactly. definitely however the big teams they're in a they're a shambles Liverpool Even aside, worse than every other team every other team is, is lacking so much eyes on the ball Yes, yes, people. We're back again. It's eyes on the ball. Come on. Your favourite boys, Darren and Danny. Come on. Come on. Come on. I know we've been missed. I know we've been missed. But we've got a great episode in store for you guys today. Mm-hmm. A lot on the agenda today, fam. There's going to be a lot of ranting. There's going to be a lot of raving. Trust There's going to be a lot of... A lot just, going on. Oh, man. A lot going frustration, on. man. I don't even want to get into too much in case we just... Start ranting straight away, bro. We can't, we can't, we can't get them too much too soon, fam. We're literally going through identical seasons, man. What is what is happening, man? What is happening? Let's, let's leave league? it for the bulk of the episode. Let's leave it for oh, the bulk of the days. episode, bro. Like I'm actually sad. I'm actually getting angry, bro. Like, if you know how upset I was yesterday, and this is me being genuine, bro. Yesterday, it's like I had, I came to, I had a reality check. I don't, yeah, I don't even think reality check does it justice. It was just one of the ones where you actually understand what's going on. And Fam, things are falling like, apart. You cannot believe it. For me, it's like, deep it, I've never been so depressed from a 2-2 draw. Like, just think bro, about that. Like, bro. never felt so depressed. Like, I don't think I felt as bad as that since when we got robbed against Barcelona in the Champions League semi-final by the ref that didn't give any of the penalties. Oh, I don't yeah. think I felt... That sad, like I was honestly depressed. Like bro, I, I was in my I bed. I felt this sad screaming in, in, in years, in years. Like I don't remember ever feeling this sad to be honest. Because this is, this is the worst the club's been. Like this is it's been yeah, man. The state of the club right now, and there's no hope. There's no hope. Yeah, man, I get you, but bro. Apart from our teams being the shambles, we've got a load of questions that have come in from you guys that we appreciate you for that we're going to answer. We've also got a cheeky taking dub and holding the L yeah. segment again. A lot of NBA content, you know, middle of the yeah. season. Um, teams are starting yeah, to so show us who they really are now. So, um, yeah, we've got a lot exactly. to take from that. Yeah, there's a, lot to, there's a lot to draw up from the NBA this season. And all in all, basically what we're talking about is how the league... We just think the league has just gotten worse. Like the Premier League is obviously bro, just not, only, not to take it. Not only gotten worse, bro. The league is just in a horrible way, fam. The top teams, fam, it's bad right now, bro. Yeah, not even to take right anything, now. not even to take anything away from what Liverpool are doing right now. But fam, I can't lie to you. The, the league is just, it's just bad. No, fam, you can't take away from what Liverpool are doing right now. They've got like one of the best. They're off to one of the best starts ever. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah. Really and truly, but, we're off to some of the worst starts ever. Yeah, exactly, so, exactly. So, bro, we're going to get into this and hopefully everyone enjoys this episode. Trust me. All right, all right, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we'll be going into our next segment, taking the dub and holding the L. Come on. 
a lovely game that we introduced um, two episodes back, bringing it back again. And uh, basically in this segment, what we do is we discuss things in football, NBA, all over sport, basically. And we decide who we think has taken the dub, taken the W, taken the victory, taken the... Do you have any more words? Uh, <laughs> nah, too bits, slow, too slow, bits, too, too slow, too slow, too slow, too slow. Taking the dub and holding the L, obviously holding the loss, holding the the defeat, holding the... Do you have any words? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, man, taking the dub and holding the L. So Darren, kick things off for us, man. First place I got to go is to Houston, man. Because I, yeah? I saw something scary the other night, bro. Mm. Uh, Houston were facing OKC up 15 with six minutes left to go in the game, bro. Yeah. And they gave up the lead and they ended up losing that game convincingly. Mm. What was crazy to me was James Harden, supposed to be the best player on the team, one of the best players in the league. It's, yeah. it's like uh, he's got the mind of it, of his coach. Donnie went one for 17 from three. <laughs> I, when, I saw that, when I saw that stat, I was like, what? What? Yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's the inner Mamba, the inner Kobe. Damn. Scary, <laughs> scary stuff. One for 17 from three. The Rockets, yeah. the Rockets have now dropped to the sixth seed. Um, They've lost four, four straight, four of their, uh, no, five out of their last six. Uh, yeah, man, they're looking horrible right now, and uh, and and I the issue with me is they they don't God. have any. Uh, no, they do, but their style of play is horrible, bro. You can't put it on. You can't play ISO, ISO, ISO on every play and expect the um the other guys on the team to put up good numbers. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. All you're doing I is think... hoping on your superstars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think my take on this is we have to look outside. Just look outside of what Harden is doing. And there's no doubt that Harden's going to go down as one of the greatest players of all time. However, you have to just look at your mates, the people who have played your sport, the people who have played your sport. And there's a lot of people that just look down on what Harden is doing and what Harden has done, his style of play. That speaks volumes for me, that there's a lot of people out there that, fair enough, they acknowledge you as a great player, but they just don't rate the way you play the game. Exactly. Fam. And that, that yeah. speaks volumes for you. You know me, why? Like, it's because it's not a winning formula, fam. You're never going to win. It's not. You're never going to win if you're you're emphasising an individual or two individuals doing well and not the team producing um, functions of world-old machine. Do you get what I'm saying? I'm sorry. If, you, if, you're not, if you're not LeBron James or Michael Jordan, I don't want to see the team... I don't want to see it just being about you. Trust me. And even LeBron, care, fam, like, LeBron's a playmaker. Even, yeah, exactly. LeBron's Family's a playmaker. Bro. Team first guy. Exactly. And you're saying, you think if LeBron didn't want to go and do everything himself, he wouldn't want to do it. But he realises that the way to win is through the team. Fair exactly. enough, it might come across it might, it might come across biased because as you all know, both of us are LeBron fans. But fam, one of the things that draw us to LeBron, yeah, it's just facts. One of the things that draws us to LeBron is that fam, he's a team first guy. He doesn't care that people say you should be the one to drive to the hole. You should be the one to take the last bucket. Fam, he don't care about none exactly. of that. And that's one of the things I rate about him. But nah, the Rockets, the Rockets need to really sort this, sort themselves out because really and truly, this is not playoff this is not playoff um bro they, they can lose in the first round Wallahi, they can lose in the first easily round. when you have guys like utah who are who have won 17 denver, of their last 19 dallas. denver dallas doncic is doing a match exactly. even they're saying that memphis could be a shock in the, the playoffs if they were to make the playoffs yeah exactly if they anyway, go on the match, forget right. the rockets man um taking the, taking <laughs> the dub shout out to southampton man 
from being in the deep end relegation zone, looking like they're they're going down. Uh, Ralph yeah. Hassan Hudu, or ha- however you say yeah. his name, Hudu, he's yeah. turned things around, and uh, now they're a couple points off of of Manchester United in fifth place. Fam, Three points off Manchester United in fifth place. When five weeks ago they were in the relegation zone, that's unheard. Yeah. What's ridiculous about this is that the stat is even says that five weeks ago Southampton were in the bottom three. Now they're three points off of fifth. Do you know how crazy that is? That is unheard of. Unheard in of. Any like league, that shows, in any that just shows how one, how tight the league is, how competitive you, you could say. But really and truly, if you analyse it in depth, it just shows how... How weak the league is, fam. How weak the league is. Like, give or take, you could either say it's competitive or you could say that the league yeah, is terrible. Com- we competitive know competitive against, what, the worst teams in the league? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, what kind of bar like, are we setting, fam? You could say it's competitive, but... Listen, that's not the kind of competitive we're looking for. We're not looking for a three-point gap between... Um, and the mad thing is, um, I think uh, there's four teams on 30 points right now. Yeah. And um, it goes all the way down to 11th. And that's four points off the fifth spot. 11th is yeah. four points off the fifth spot. It's, that's it's, just crazy. It's crazy, like... man. It's crazy. Unheard of, bro. Yeah, it's just a obviously it's a it's a testament to all these um smaller teams getting exactly, better. Obviously, the exactly. influx of money we can say that um a lot has contributed to that. Look at um, Nigel Pearson for example; he's been able to go into Watford and do miracles for that team. That team was destined for relegation. Miracles, and miracles. What he's done is he's changed the team around. I think in his last five games, he's got four clean sheets. Yep. Just just before um the Aston Villa game, which they obviously lost two one, he was run. doing. Yeah, they were on a crazy run. So it's just a, it obviously it's a testament to these smaller teams. And I but, think these, these the coaches of these smaller teams as well. Yeah, deserve a lot of credit, exactly. definitely. However, the big teams, they're in a they're shambles. Liverpool Even aside, worse than the every shambles. other team, every other team is is lacking so much. So much. For and sure, it's really yeah. it's really crazy to see. You see, look at teams like Man City. Man City, who thought that Man City losing one centre-back in Laporte would actually deteriorate the whole team, like just the, make the whole team look like a shambles. Literally. Then you have guys, like you have a team like Leicester. Obviously, we can't really say too much of Leicester because they're having an exceptional season. Yeah. However, they also went on a, a run, I think, their last nine games where they only won about four games. Yeah. Then, then, you have, then you have Chelsea. Chelsea are just a model of inconsistency. If you want to see the definition of inconsistency, you'll see Chelsea and you'll see Man United, the most inconsistent teams in the league, by far. By far. They will lead you on. They will tell you, I love you, to your face, and then cheat the next day. That's what they're doing to us right now. Even even worse, fam. Even worse. Even worse. They're putting it on on a plate in the morning and then at night they're going and mashing someone else. Do you know what I'm saying? It's a joke thing, man. Why, why, why feed me? Why promise me a free course meal to only give me breakfast? Breakfast? Why you're getting fam? yogurt, fam? No breakfast. I'm getting, getting brunch and hard brunch. bread. <laughs> yogurt and hard fam, bread. They'll win four nil. They'll beat Burnley four nil. They'll then beat um, Tottenham two nil. Then go and lose to Bournemouth six nil. Like it doesn't make sense. Like I'm just so tired of this. Yeah, man. It, I, uh, we're gonna get into this deeper as, a, yeah, as the yeah we'll get into this deeper, anyway, but um. It's just astonishing, man. Lastly, really. lastly, I go. I, I got a shout at the Lakers. Lakers held an L against the Celtics. Got blown out, but bounced yeah, back definitely. against the Knicks. Um, definitely, the Lakers are definitely holding the L yeah, because fam, they went on the. 
I think in the four games they faced the Magic, which they lost. Yeah. They also lost to the Celtics, got blown out. Kemba's first win over LeBron in 28 yeah. games. Yeah. Kemba's first win and it was a, a serious blowout. Yeah, it was a blowout. Yeah, it was a serious blowout still. Um, then you also, but they they brought it back against the yeah, Knicks. Yeah, and that's that's been the trend. That's been the trend of their yeah. season. Like they'll they'll go on like an eight game win streak, nine game win streak. Then they'll lose. Yeah. They'll lose an important Maybe game. One or two, yeah, and then yeah. and then they'll bounce back. The four, what's and then the four game winning streak, and then I mean, what's your streak, take? Yeah. What's your take on Rachel Nichols said that um, the Lakers, of course, are doing well, and they're probably one of the the favourites from the West and all of that. However, she said that they have no marquee wins. And that's that's true, if you think about it. They haven't beaten any top, 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 top team yet. Uh, it depends what... The, the teams that they've lost to that are marquee, obviously, are the Clippers. Clippers, the Bucks, yeah, lost Celtics. The Bucks. No, but... If, if you have to just, Celtics you have as, to a, look as a franchise, it. I agree, is a marquee. But then at the same time, they're not any better than Dallas. But there's, but then at the same time, there's no marquee win. There's no marquee win. Yeah, as far, oh, you as think far, Dallas are better than the Celtics? The Celtics aren't significantly better than, than Dallas. No way. Even okay, Denver. Give, we went to we went to Denver and won. We went to Utah and won. I think you have to give just in response to the Celtics and the that and Dallas. Obviously, Dallas Doncic, Porzingis, they're doing amazingly well. Yeah, but you have to do, you have to give weight to Celtics fam. They've been to the playoffs with this team, with this core group. So, like, you have to give them weight. They've got experience on their side as well. Yeah, I feel you. So, but no, I understand that it's true. But the Lakers do need a marquee win, like a, a win against the Clippers. Something, a statement. Fam, yeah, they're facing the Clippers um in a few days. So yeah. Hopefully they, they do can, need a statement. They can win that game. And yeah. uh, lastly, I go with Pelicans. Pelicans holding the job. They've been booing yeah. recently. Um, won a lot of games. I feel like six out of eight or something like that. Um, Zion yeah. just got back. So I think they're about to go on a playoff run. Them, they're about to. I think they're going to secure the, the eighth seed. You think they're going to secure the eighth seed? Yeah, man. Because uh, with uh, Zion back, bro, they've basically got three all stars. I understand. Brandon Ingram's an all star caliber player. Drew Holiday is an all-star caliber player and Zion, Zion's going to give you all-star production, fam. I, th- I just think that Zion's still not ready. He came back, obviously put them in a position and they still lost. I, yeah, I don't yeah, forget yeah, that they yeah, lost yeah, the they game. Lost, yeah. Like, they lost the game. So, they obviously, defend, Zion, fam. Yeah. Zion will win them games for sure, but one, I can't rely on Zion's fitness. I don't know how well he's going to be in terms of his... Um, sustainability mm. at that weight everyone knows that weight is just it's a lot to handle, too much man. too much wear and tear on his body it's a lot to handle and we just don't know whether he's going but, to be able to sustain they were winning that. before he came back I'm just saying if they can keep that up then he, and put him on top <coughs> of whatever they had I think, I think they can make a run no but definitely that's obviously tough adjusting possible. to have putting him back in the exactly, line. Exactly, exactly. They're not. They they still need to get used to playing with Zion. Obviously, Zion's a very easy player to mesh into the system. Mm. However, um, you do have to consider that there are other teams there. You still have Jar, who's He's balling, balling yeah. like all out balling. Still got you San still Antonio, got who they just lost. San Antonio, to. who have gone now Portland. on a four game winning streak. Dame dropping sixty one. You even got the Timberwolves, who might give a cheeky shout. But yeah, no, nah, definitely. There's a lot of other teams there. It's, it's, it's going to be very interesting to see who gets that eighth spot. Yeah. That's what we call definitely. competitive. It shouldn't be, ah, uh, the eighth seed could jump up to the two seed. Like we're seeing in yeah. the Premier League. <laughs> Imagine that. 
literally two games separating two second to ninth. Like, boy, boy, boy. Let's 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 hold that on. But fam, let's wrap up. Um, taking the dub and holding the L. Obviously, we could say that Chelsea. United holding the L, but we wanted to save that for the for the for the latter segment. Yep, we're gonna so, dive into. We're gonna. Don't worry about that. Don't you worry. Those teams will get what they deserve. They're gonna, they're get, gonna get abused because they deserve. They're gonna it. get what was coming to exactly. them. But um, let's take a a short little break. Um, we're gonna go into half time where half-time. we just t- take take a step back <laughs> and um, we just answer a couple of questions from you guys. So yeah, it's time for half time. All right, it's half time. We're going to take a step back. We're just going to chill. We're going to answer a few questions before we get into the meat of where we're trying to get to today. Um, yeah, a couple of questions from you guys. We're going to try and answer to the best of our ability and give our opinions on it. So, Darren, let me pose this, let me pose this question to you and I'll give my answer as well. Um, mm-hmm. recently in a talk sport interview, um, there were a couple of guys talking, and a Liverpool fan said that he'd rather go unbeaten in the league than be a treble winner. So, I say to you, would you rather go unbeaten in the league or be a treble winner? Uh, I, I think it's that's that's a that's a silly statement. Like at the end of the day. Uh, just because you lose one game doesn't make you like any less of a side. You, not not any less of a side, but you can't say, "Oh, I'd rather win the one game that I lost than win an additional two trophies, Champions League and the FA Cup or something like that." That don't make no sense to me. I definitely rather um, win the treble than uh, go undefeated. Like obviously, going undefeated is a big statement, and um, obviously you give. The team like the Invincibles credit, and I did actually put the um, the Invincibles above the '99 team in our in our um, yeah. best teams of yeah. Premier League history. But um, I didn't want to put like two United teams in like the top three. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to seem biased like that. But um, if you're asking me on the surface, I would definitely rather. It's a fam. At the end of the day, sports is about winning, fam. It's not about uh, winning yeah. in style. Cool. Do you know what I'm saying? It's it's about I, I it's about you. winning. Um, before I give my stance, just to play a bit of devil's advocate, though. So, to like, you have to look at going unbeaten in the league. Especially, you have to. You also have to consider the day and age that we currently live in. In it, it's not just um, what's it called going on the surface. Let's look at the facts. Let's look at the details. Essentially, Liverpool's. If Liverpool go unbeaten throughout the league, it will be more impressive than what the Invincible did. There's no doubt about that, and I have to tell you that for free, like. If Liverpool go unbeaten, it will be more impressive than the Invincibles. Because if you look at the time we live in, they play, they just play way more games. They had the Club World Cup. They had one of the toughest Christmas schedules known to man, where they had like how many games in like four days? Yeah, they were playing every three Literally. days. Literally, so like you have to look at that. And being a treble winner, you're able to plan. You're able to think methodically. You're able to prior like prioritize when you're playing sort out your tactics for each game. Let's look at the details now. For Liverpool, in that period especially, Klopp was even trying to get out of the League Cup. He was trying to get knocked out because of the time. And he still, his team still managed to win. Yeah, but for me, that shows that 
how hard it is to to win the treble. The fact that Klopp is saying I'm not even gonna try. But that's to because win the of the schedule, because... though. That's because of the schedule. Not everyone's yeah, had the same uh, schedule. At the end, of... no, I understand that. But if you're participating in all the trophies, your stra- your schedule is gonna be tough. It's not um maybe not as hard as Liverpool's, but if you're going deep in every single competition that you're in. Your schedule is mm. going to be tough. What about how fair enough? Cool. They look at if you look at someone like the Invincibles now. They drew twelve times. What Liverpool haven't have drawn once and lost no games and won every other game. What if they win every game from now to the end of the season? That still doesn't tip you to the side of going unbeaten. No, no, no. So I'm imagine they've drawn I'm, one game. I'm not. I'm not saying won, what they did. One, imagine they draw one game and win every other game in the Premier League. That won't tip you to the side of going unbeaten. Um, I, when you compared it to Invincibles, I definitely get an edge over the Invincibles. Invincibles mm. do twelve times. Do you know what I'm saying? So that's like that's not you know drawing twelve times yeah. is kind of wild. But um, listen, if they draw one game and and win every single other game, that is a terrific, terrific, terrific season, bro. But for me, if you asked, would I rather win the Premier League, Champions League, and FA Cup, or go un- undefeated in the league, fam? It's about mm. winning trophies, bro. I don't care okay. how I'm winning. I understand man. that. It's about, it's about just winning to give trophies. my take on it. The question is, would you rather? I would rather be a treble winner. More is definitely, yeah, but fam. exactly. But if you ask me, what is more impressive? I think it's more impressive to go unbeaten than to be a treble winner, because. Yeah, because going un- unbeaten and losing one game is never yeah, been done. I think before. that's just more impressive to me. Exactly. It's never I like that. I like that. Uh, next question. Ooh, this is an interesting one. Martinelli or Greenwood? Doesn't say who's better. Doesn't say who would you rather take. Just let's go into that. Martinelli or Greenwood? Um, let's take. Let's take bias. I give. I give. I give. I give Martinelli the edge right now. I think he's more prepared for the for the men's game. Um, he's more physical. Um, he gets about the pitch, which is very impressive. Like he is, a, he's got a crazy engine. The only edge I give Greenwood is uh, his finishing, and obviously he's both footed. But um, apart from that, I think Martinelli's got the edge, man. Martinelli's ready, fam. He was carrying Arsenal, fam. He got the he got the equaliser um, the game before last, and then he got the um, the game the goal against Chelsea. So he's he's been impressive, man. However, just to of course, again, play the devil's advocate. Martinelli, obviously Greenwood has played more Premier League games, but it's been a lot of sub appearances. But he has... Exactly. And Martinelli's been starting for like a four, month now. Oh, he got back, yeah. just came back Martinelli is the top goal scorer in um, teenager in Europe. However, a lot of his goals have been in the Europa League and like the League Cup and the FA Cup. He's got How 10 many goals, goals got? I believe. Greenwood's got in 11. Comps. Yeah. Let me make sure. And uh, Sancho's got like 13, 14. No, Martinelli's got 14. So, yeah, yeah 14. Let me check that. So, in the Football League Cup, he scored four goals. In the Europa League, he has three goals. And in the league, mm. oh, he has three goals. Yeah, 10, 10. altogether. Yeah, Greenwood's got 11. Greenwood's got 11. But a lot of them are in the Europa League, isn't it? No, he's got 10. He's got 10. Five yeah. in the Europa League. Five in the Europa League, one in the League Cup, and four in the Premier League. Fam, it's tight. Solid, fam. From a bunch of young Yeah, teams, it's still tight. Solid, it's still tight, definitely. But I'd give Martinelli the edge, man. Martinelli's just better 
equipped for the men's I game I think it's right just now. that ability to... I think Martinelli has more... And I think maybe it's the Brazilian in him, but he has the edge in terms of he can pick up the ball and drive at a man. Like He can take on his man. And you're, you're, yeah. he can beat that man. Yeah. He's got speed, he's ambitious. I think like, Greenwood is suffering from the fact that at United, he, he has to kind of play on the wing. He's still young. He can't have that, that yeah. starting striker berth that he wants. So he has to learn his trades from the wing and then move himself inside. Yeah, I think for me... I take Martinelli. I, we spoke off the break and I told you that obviously it's only because I'm not a United fan, but I just don't really see the Greenwood hype in it. But however, like he clearly is doing something right if he has 10 goals. Like who am I to say? Yeah, yeah exactly. Who am 10 I to goals, say? Yeah. Exactly. 10 goals is a lot of yeah, production, yeah. fam. And fam, if you watch him play, his finishing is is, is special, fam. Like if you watch the guy, fi- yeah. the guy can finish. The guy can finish. It's just a, it's just a matter of obviously getting in those yeah, positions. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm, you know, converting. But um, yeah, he's still got to acclimate to the men's game at the hundred percent, hundred percent. All right, next question. With their tough schedule, do you think so? With their tough schedule ahead, obviously the Lakers with um the first half of the season um coming to an end, they were able to have the an easier schedule. It wasn't uh, as hard. They didn't have to play as much, and they didn't have to yeah. play as much hard teams. So now, going into the second yeah. half of the season, they have a very tough schedule where they're facing a lot of the hard teams, a bulk of them coming in quick succession. So with their tough schedule in mind, yeah. did the Lakers go all out too early in the first half of the season? I believe that's the question someone has asked. Do you think they've gone too early, too hard, too hard, too early? Um, I don't think they've gone all out too early. Um, if, you, if, you, if you've been watching the games, you know um, LeBron has been playmaking a lot more. So obviously that means he's not um, utilised as much energy as he usually would get into the basket and all that kind of stuff. Um, take He's been taking more jump shots as well. So obviously he ain't trying to get into the paint. He's conserving himself. Um, and I feel like you got to prioritise chemistry, fam. That's one That's one uh, position that I'll criticise the Clippers on. Um, how can you not put Paul George and Kawhi on the court at the same time and allow them to build chemistry? Like, is chemistry suddenly become, um, like, uh, just a myth? Is chemistry not? Yeah, I, I, for me, that makes no sense because continuity is 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 a key thing when it comes to team sports, fam. Like, if there's no chemistry between you and your teammates, that's, that's going to be a problem, especially when you get into wars. When you get to the playoffs, and the thing is... Um, it doesn't seem like they have chemistry on the court or off the court because you hear stuff in the media like, um, oh, we're a hard-nosed team. Da, 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 da. Um, we need to be playing hard every night when that's not what they're doing. Um, do you know what I'm saying? The likes of Montrez, Harold, Lou Will, Patrick Beverly, them and they used to fight in every night. Do you know what I'm saying? And then you got guys like Paul George and Kawhi who are ready to play, but they're not playing for some reason. Like, I just think it, it it doesn't make sense, and I like the way the Lakers are going about it. They're prioritizing chemistry. They're actually they're holding people accountable. Um, in the past, people used to criticize LeBron, saying, "Ah, oh, um, he does what he wants. So he's not setting a good example for his teammates." Da, 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 da. And now he is doing it. People want to say, "Ah, oh, he's trying too hard." Da, 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 da. Like he can't, he can't, he can't do anything right. But um, I definitely agree with what they're doing this season, fam. That number one seed is key, also. All right, so as we said in the last segment, we're going to, you know, analyze the state of our teams because they're definitely in a state. 
you know, um, I'm going to dive into Manchester United firstly. And uh, as I said earlier, I just feel like this is this is the worst I've, I've seen the club in my lifetime. I'm not that's not, <laughs> that's not results orientated. It's just based on how the club is being run. Um, I highlighted it in the um, in the when we first started the podcast, the lack of activity that we had in the summer transfer window for me just shows that they the owners are willing to spend money. Yeah. And it just shows that they don't care about, about the state of the affairs. If we actually yeah. understand what's happened since Oli's come in, we've gotten rid of um, Chris Smalling, one of our best defenders, and Herrera, yeah. one of our best midfielders, Romelu Lukaku, one of our best strikers, um, Fellaini's gone, Sanchez is gone, Ashley Young's gone. All these guys, and yeah. those are all of our veterans. Experienced. That yeah. were our experienced players that were making most of the what? The money. I think it's simple. If you follow the money, you understand that the owners are penny pinching bro it's not about yeah. they don't care about our success on the pitch they care about what's going on in their pockets and uh, it's oh. just really sad right now Ollie, we know Ollie's inept Ollie's not good at his job um things are going really shit right now but um yeah i think we got to disperse the blame the blame adequately and that's why I started up top because I feel a fish rots from the head down. Okay. And um, yeah, man, the way things are going at United right now is fucking horrible. I feel like shit. Oli's inept. We need to bring in five or six players to turn things around. Um, yeah. I don't think like you can pinpoint any players because it's like everyone's shit. If you look at our team, it's basically a championship side. Genuinely, Daniel James is in the second year of professional football. And he and he just came in from Leeds, and we're expecting him to start week in week out. Swansea, Swansea, to the top four. Mason Greenwood, Swansea. an eighteen-year-old, just made his way at the reserves, and now we're expecting him to come on at the end of games and be some uh, some savior. Yeah, Andreas Pereira. This is his first season actually being a, a consistent um, player, and we're relying him to start week to week. Before the season started, Nemanja Matic, we said he's finished. He's been playing decent as of recent. However, that don't, that don't change what we the conclusions that we already had he's finished mm. his legs aren't there he turns around like a bus and he's <laughs> anchor in the middle of the park Fred he's uh, improved immensely this season however prior to the season he was he was a liability we've seen yeah. him develop which I'm so happy for him and um, you know people can not abuse him so much about the price tag but at the same time it just shows that they don't care about the state of our club if Fred is yeah. potentially our best midfielder, who was our worst midfielder to start the season, what does that say? Yeah. The club's a mess. Harry Maguire, show nothing. He doesn't know who he is. Are you are you aggressive? Are you going to win the, go out there and win the ball back? Or are you going to clean things up? He doesn't know who he is. Um, his partner, Phil Jones, who is arguably one of the worst centre-backs in the league. Like, the club <laughs> is an absolute mess right now. David De Gea, supposed to be a leader. And... Oh, bloody hell, man! And even and going 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 to yesterday's game, like what what was the what was the what were the problems? There was numerous things wrong with yesterday's game, man. Numerous things wrong with yesterday's game. Um, uh, we, we were moving the ball. We kept possession a lot. I I do that. Yeah, you know what? I start with Oli. Oli is an idiot simply because <laughs> simply because you know how Burnley play. Burnley are going to sit back and they're going to use their physicality hit long balls and they're going to get second and third balls and they're going to hope to capitalise off that. That's what they're doing in training. That's literally mm. what they're doing in training. 
um, stick it on the back post to um, over to Ben Me or Tarkovsky, and we'll win the second and third balls. But we couldn't yeah. cope with that. I put that on the manager. You know what's going to happen pre-game, but your players aren't prepared. For me, that's on the manager. Yeah. And that's on the defensive end. Now we're talking going forward. We, we, we play a couple nice passes in the middle of the park. When we get to the edge of the box, we're finished. There's nothing we can do. We're passing the ball around the edge of the box. No plan, no chemistry, no in-syncness between the, between the team. It's just a no quality. Dan James, no quality. Marshall, horrible. <laughs> Marshall, you know... We What's, wrong with, What's wrong with Marshall? What's wrong with Marshall? What's wrong with Marshall? Fam, he's just inconsistent. He's just inconsistent. We wanted to give him the opportunity, see if he can, you know, be that guy. But no, I don't think he can be. I think he's more of a, a wide man who can play the odd game up top if you want him to. But listen, our team is just a bag of bones right now. You heard the name, the, the names of the guys that I listed. Yeah. And the funny thing is, those were in addition to the guys that we have now, bro. So, Scott McTominay, uh, who's injured. Brandon Williams. Uh, all these guys... Those, those are the guys that are supposed to replace the guys that left. It don't make no sense, bro. The only thing I, I can see from this club is we're bloody penny pinching. Yeah. That's the I can't only lie conclusion I can I can't lie. make one, about this club. One thing that you have missed out there is, I mean, you have a lot of possession. and I mean, you're forgetting that in today's day and age, your fullbacks need to be quality attackers. And Wambasaka is not a good attacker, you know. No, but I don't even want to put the to put the put the um onus on one. Yeah, to Why say the blame. Well yeah, to say the blame. Yeah, to say the blame is on him would be wild. Exactly, fast He's, He's probably no one of the shining lights. Bro, and the thing is, we know that is the case. He's not good going forward. However, we have no one in front of him helping him up. Yeah, Brandon Williams, arguably one of our best players yesterday, for some reason came off for Luke Shaw. We're trying to we're one 0 down at home against Burnley, and you're bringing on Luke Shaw and Mason Greenwood. No, Luke, oh, I said Mason Greenwood and Jesse Lingard. What is going yeah. on at Manchester United Football Club? Yeah. <laughs> I, just, yeah, I don't think matter. things can get any worse right now. And um, what, So Greenwood I, I didn't come on yesterday? No, he came on, he came on. But he, oh, okay. uh, he came on uh, earlier than uh, Lingard and Shaw, innit? Sure, okay. But, but Lingard, um, who has no goals or assistance, how, for how long? Bro, the club is... is a complete mess from top to bottom. And I'm scared right now. That's that's why I was saying I had the, like, the epiphany because... I don't yeah. think things are going to change, bro. For the next, for the yeah. foreseeable future, I don't see things changing at all. Okay, so go ahead, I hear that. Go ahead with your Chelsea rant. Well, well, let me say this. Dim the lights, cue the music, pull out your wine. <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea Man Football pull Club. Pull out your wine. Chelsea Football Club. You're not going to kill me. I, I, I'm, let me just put that out there. You're just not going to kill me. I'm not going to get stressed. I'm not going to get any heart attacks. I'm not going to get any any health problems because of Chelsea. But that football team is lacking serious direction. Like, I was so optimistic going into the season in terms of... not. I, like, I always knew this spell, this patch was going to happen. But it's because we've been fed... Like this, this false reality that we were going to be consistent, we were going to be challenging. Like we looked good, we looked good in the early parts of the season. However, the season has just gone on, and we've just been the model of inconsistency. Like we have been the framework for inconsistency. If you wanted a plan, a strategy of how to be inconsistent, you'd say, "Oh, West London, Chelsea, SW16, like they're right there, like fam." Bro, like I don't get it. Like I don't get why yeah, this team 
has been constructed in a way where it's not getting the best out of its players. You look at Kante, like I'm tired of this argument. The reason why the argument of Kante, whether he should be in the team or not, is coming up is because he's not being used in his position. He's not being used to the best of his ability. Exactly. It's two years now. Exactly. We've seen him under Sarri. It doesn't work. He had like four goals. Doesn't work. This year, he has like three goals. But he, he stifles, like he suffocates the attack. He's not an attacker. Kante made his name, made his trade, won the flipping Premier League twice, not once, twice, playing in the CDM role. So why on earth would you try and mess with what already works? It's as if saying, Ronaldo, you score too many goals. I want to see how you play at centre-back because you have a great leap. You, you're, you're able to jump. <laughs> so let me, let me let you win headers at the back. Like, <laughs> stop moving, stop changing his position. Like, bro, he's a centre-back. Like this one is more is aimed at Lampard. We need to understand fam, we can all see that he stifles and suffocates the attack. I don't know what happens in training and no one knows what happens in training. Maybe he's doing something in training that none of us can see. However, I refuse to believe Kante is a better eight slash ten than he is a number four. Sit in front of the back four. I don't not. get why. If you want Jorginho to pick up the ball, let Jorginho pick up the ball and then as soon as we get possession of the ball, tell Kante to sit. And put Jorginho further forward. Because let him dictate. Let him di- yeah, let him dictate the play cl- closer to the goal. Because Kante can distribute. He can be the Ndidi. Ndidi, all he does is win the ball back and distribute. Why can't Kante do that role as well? That's number one. And that's more aimed at Lampard than his, and coaching. Number two, we have a, a bunch of players who are just not pulling their weight. I'm not hearing that Callum Hudson are doing. I'm sorry, I have to um, criticise one of the fans, um, one of the like great Chelsea fans that people listen to. And I respect his opinion a lot. Alex Goldberg, respect his opinion a lot. However, to say that Callum Hudson are had a very, very good game against Arsenal is watching the game through rose-tinted glasses. I'm sorry to say, it's watching it through rose-tinted glasses. Just because you get an assist and you put in one, two good crosses... That doesn't mean you had a good game. I don't pay you 150, 80. I don't even know how much he's on now. Like the the the, the wages are just crazy. These young guys, what they get. But I don't put you on 180,000 pounds a week for you to put in good crosses. No, we get no production from our wingers. Absolutely no production from our midfielders. If Tammy doesn't score, we're struggling. That's the simple truth. We're, we're struggling. If Tammy doesn't score, we don't get a penalty. We're struggling. You literally, yeah, literally had no other goal no, scorers apart from Tammy. One goal. Literally got his first Premier League goal the other day. You got Willian, who's on about two Premier League goals. He, Willian, another player, as experienced as he is, he plays well one in every ten. Like, has three outstanding games a season and goes missing for the rest of them. Like, I don't believe in that, oh, because I see you jink and I see you move and I see you rip a player it means you're having a good game no I want to st- the stats need to speak for you obviously stats are not everything the eye test is a lot to do with the game but the stats need to speak for you a bit Yeah. and the eye test right now is not speaking for William and the stats are not speaking for him so I'm sorry needs to do better that's, that's the Pulis- case for most of your players Mount another player Mason Mount had a very very good start he started the press off for us. He was winning the ball back in good areas, finishing off. The reason why Mount was 
highly rated by Lampard is because of the fact that he scores goals, his late runs into the box. He was doing so well at Derby in the Championship. And he started well against Norwich, against um, Wolves, against Southampton, scoring goals in very, very key games where we were Mm -hmm. winning and going on good runs. Now he's just suddenly lost all of that, lost all of that attacking edge. He's not getting into the box anymore. You add... um, you add Kovacic to that. Kovacic is obviously our, has been our best player this season by a mile. He's played very well. But one thing Chelsea need to realise is we have two sentiments in Jorginho and Kovacic who are like they, they are very fancy players in terms of their technical ability. So that means you need a third midfielder who's able to provide some sort of goal scoring threat. Exactly. If you want to play those two, Jorginho and Kovacic, you need another midfielder who can provide some sort of threat to score. That's how, the only threat cannot come from Tammy. Our only threat cannot come from Tammy, and I'm I'm tired of I'm tired of like only relying on Tammy. Reese James and Kovacic are literally our only shining lights going forward, and then Kaparitha Balaga. I love your name, Kaparitha Balaga. <laughs> love it. However, Kaparitha Balaga, <laughs> you're the worst keeper in the league. As in save percentage. His save percentage is 54.6%. When I read that stat on the Sky Sports article, I was Scary, in, in almost in like Scary stuff. disbelief. Because like, I was one of the, his biggest defenders. And I would defend any player who plays for my team to the end till I can defend him no longer. And it's come to a point where, fam, I'd rather have Courtois, who was letting balls go through his legs all the time, than have Kepa right now. Because Kepa... He 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 doesn't fill you with any confidence. Like when Martinelli was running through on goal, like it was so far and so long that we knew Kepa wouldn't save it. He had so much time. I'm not blaming him for it. Of course, I'm not blaming him for it. But I'm saying your keeper should fill you with some sort of confidence that there's a chance he could save it. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Like there's there's a little chance, just a little inkling. But yeah, man, boy, like Chelsea. And United, well, at the end of the day, that, I um, think our it's... clubs are in such a, a shit state of affairs, man. And I think what it is as well is that it's almost a testament, or not a testament, it's almost like a reflection of the entire league. The entire league Yeah, 100%, bro. Like, 100%. From when Southampton can be in a relegation zone and now they're a couple points off fifth place, that just shows you the league is a complete mess. And, I, and it's unheard of. Manchester United, worst start to the league ever. Worst start we've yeah. ever had to a Premier League yeah. season. Mourinho's first 32 games under with United have been better significantly. Significantly. Ole's significantly. first 32. Bro, Ole has, I think, 14 losses. Mourinho had three. Fam, we have more losses than we have wins right now. Um, yeah. As far as Ole yeah. in terms of the league. It's crazy, bro. Like, it's crazy that shit is so, so bad right now. I just hope that, um, you know, we can... Do some decent business this month and actually understand the position that we're in. But deep it, deep it. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying, but deep it now. This then goes back to my point that I made in the last episode. Fam, people are moving like I was mad for saying that. Not that they're average players, but Klopp is getting the best out of players who weren't even that good or considered that good. Obviously, there are some world-class players like I've mentioned. However, Klopp is getting the best out of some players who are not great. Like, yeah, you want to call them system players. I don't want to go into all of that, but fam, Liverpool are literally the perfect team, but they're made to look so much better by the fact that everyone else is in complete and utter shambles. And exactly, the Premier exactly. League, the Premier League Bro, in its the quality, gap, the gap between Liverpool and everyone else is so big right now. It's it's it's, it's crazy. Like it, yeah, it's crazy. 
Yeah, and it's like, bro, like, fam, they have been made to look so good by everyone else's, like, like poorness. Like, it's just been piss poor. And it's, it's a shame, really, that no one has been able to even compete with Liverpool at all. Like I'm telling you. Like, bro. not even, even show signs. Like, every time... I don't. Even, I'm even tired. Like Chelsea have really. Like, tired, it's demoralizing. It's demoralizing. United have sucked the life out of me, bro. Yeah, and what's crazy is that Chelsea. Now, when you look at the the fixtures that every everyone has played, United lost. Obviously, Tottenham won, but they're on the same points as United now. Fam, it was a point gained <laughs> after seeing all the results. Trust me, literally, rather, rather than two points dropped. Literally. Bro, I just hope next time we record, man, we've got something more positive to speak about. Not that our clubs are in a complete mess. Yeah. um, Yeah, man, like, I don't know, man, like... I mean, it's it's, it's a a sombre feeling here at Eyes on the Ball. And um, sorry to leave the episode on such a sad note. Trust me, man. That's that's where things are right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's where things are. In other news anyway, bro, I hope you're good. I hope you're... For keeping your mental health up, don't let this team finish you. Trust man. me, bro. Gotta keep, <laughs> gotta keep my mentals up. Gotta keep my mentals yeah, up. Yeah, man. It's calm, though. It's calm. All right, then. We're going to wrap things up today on Eyes on the Ball. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Definitely. Um, you guys covered a lot of yeah. stuff. Um, happy Definitely. that we could dive into so many different things. And, um, you know, the transfer the transfer window closes soon. Hopefully, we see some transfers. Can break yeah, we didn't even get to speak about that. But yeah, that Bruno Fernandes deal might not even happen anymore. Trust me, literally. Yeah, but boy, get at us. Make sure you comment. Make sure you like. Make sure you share. Come on. Make sure you listen, and um, you'll be hearing more from us. It's eyes on the ball. It's your boy Daniel. It's your boy Darren, and we out. Deuces.